<gasps> Holy shit! He's not even there! There's no fucking way Anthony Hopkins thought he was gonna win. Oh my god! Dude! Hey everyone, welcome to What Are You Watching? I'm Alex Wither and I'm joined as always by my best friend Nick Dostal. How you doing there, Hammer? I'm shocked to be here. Shocked, yes. So let's give a little context here. Um, This is our first episode in person since our first two episodes, one and two. So this is the first time we've seen each other in like almost a damn year and a half. We are vaxxed, we're happy, we're here, everything's good. So that's the first thing to get out of the way. We're like, we're here together in a room. The second thing is we literally, without exaggeration, just finished the 93rd Third. Was it? annual Third. Academy Awards. So uh, like we have the TV on mute and it's, you know, the credits are going. If you watch the show, then you know it ended with one hell of a doozy. So we're kind of Woo. floating from that. And what we wanted to do here was give genuine, raw actual of the moment feelings which is what we're doing here we kept track i kept track of who won and everything so we'll reference that i took a few notes but nothing crazy we're basically just gonna tell you what we thought of the oscars but my first thought is that the crop of films that we had i think you and i both expected this to be kind of a lackluster ceremony and I think we were both really pleasantly surprised. I couldn't be more happy with the way that everything about tonight went. When I really think about it in this moment right now, I'm so um, happy about the way this ceremony went. This may have been my one of my favorite Oscar viewings in quite some time. I would have to agree because I my expectations were for an Oscar ceremony like as low as they could be going into this. And I... You know, Steven Soderbergh was tasked with kind of managing the production of this and his stamp was all over it. He insisted on shooting it with like actual real movie cameras. That's why it looked like a movie, not like live television. He, you know, no Zoom calls. So they had satellite stations set up in, I think we saw like London and maybe Paris and just all around. So that, that was cool. But the winners, I, I would be stunned if anyone got you know, like 23 out of 23 right here. There's, I mean, there's no way. They were all over the place. They really spread the wealth. I thought they were, I thought we were going to have kind of like a nomad land sweep, but it was, it was nice that, again, they spread the wealth a little bit. For people keeping track, nomad land did win the most with three. It won picture, director, and actress, all big ones. We're going to go through each category. Some we'll spend a little more time on, others not, but that was my first reaction from the show. I was just so in love with the way it looked. It looked so good. I loved the way you could, I mean, any, anyone who knows Soderbergh could absolutely see his stamp on the way this this show looked and moved. Mm -hmm. I just thought it was a very, very good looking show it's from an aesthetic point of view. Probably one of, if not the best, aesthetic point of views I've seen from any ceremony. Which is really interesting because it was so pared down. You don't, didn't have like thousands of people in the Kodak Theater. And it, I didn't miss that, like at all. I, I I, it was fine. I almost even like the Union Station more. So going through, there's a, a number of ways we can go through this telecast. I took some bullet points like in chronological order. But let's just start, let's go in order of the awards. And we'll start with, quote unquote, the... You want to call it the most important award of the night, Best Picture, but it was given out third to last, which I've never seen. Never been done. I don't know if it's, 
I've just never seen that. And we are Oscar freaks, but that's very traditionally last. They have experimented a little bit with like doing director and then actor, actress, and then picture. But I've never seen a telecast where they did picture, then actress, actor. It's because actors are more important, Danny. Oh, okay, sure, sure. <laughs> but, you know, you thought that Trial of Chicago 7 might pull out Best Picture because, it, you know, it's more traditional. I was kind of tracking early on that this thing is not winning anything. And movies, movies never win Best Picture if that's their only award. you got to have at least two. It's true. And um, but I was just shocked to see that as the I love the order of the way the awards were being uh, revealed and unveiled to us throughout the night. Um, but I I'll be honest, when picture came to be like the third, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, we're doing it. We're yeah. doing this right now. That's insane. And then I, I don't know. I, I just thought we were really kind of doing something new. Yeah. Um, maybe, I mean, uh, this, this whole entire Oscars to me felt brand new. It felt like change. It felt like something, um, special was happening before us. Um, but let's just go ahead and just talk about it. Nomadland. Yeah. I, um, yeah, I did say that I thought the trial of the Chicago seven was going to win it. Uh, I stood by it until the end, but, um, that Nomadland won. I get it. I get it. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not mad at it. It's kind of the same thing the same feeling I had with Moonlight. It's like that movie was a $1.5 million movie. So if that wins Best Picture, it kind of gives hope to smaller movies. So I'm for that. And that happened with Nomadland. This is one of the least traditional Best Picture winners I can ever think of. It's, I mean, it's crazy that like two, three years ago, Green Book won, which is kind of a really traditional Best Picture winner, but I'm for it. it I did think that was going to win, but as the show was going on, I'm like, I, I kind of, right before that award, I said to you, I don't know what the hell's going to win this. Yeah. Like, I do not know. I don't know. It's crazy. It was up in the air with everything the way the night had been because so many surprises happened, which we're going to get to. Mm-hmm. But so many surprises were happening as the night went on that I was like, maybe that was the point. Maybe that was the point of putting it right there because anything could have won at that point. I was like, this could go to any of these movies. It definitely felt like Soderbergh to me, like, keeping he was keeping us on our toes like hey we're going to give you our next category we're talking about best director that came like an hour into the telecast again never happened i don't i would love to know if the you know nominees knew like the order of the awards if there was a schedule or like a program i think there usually is but that's wild i've never seen director given out that early chloe zhao from nomadland wins again i'm fine with that i i, I hope david fincher wins a best director oscar someday but yeah you're not, i'm not complaining about chloe zhao no, and I think that was kind of a uh, foregone kind of lock. I think that she was, and well-earned, and for so many reasons. I mean, I thought all the representation that was happening throughout this whole entire night was wonderful. And everyone was just so utterly human. It, it wasn't even about all of the specific representation. It was all about the work. It really did feel like tonight's nominees and, and winners were all about the work. So the next award on the ballot I'm going off of is it has to be the biggest shocker of the night, which is best actor. That was the last award of the night. And this was I I I don't know anyone who thought that Chadwick Boseman would not win. I mean, it kind of seemed like a foregone conclusion, like a lock. I've been saying that to everyone, of course, very tragically, he's no longer with us. And I <laughs> Anthony Hopkins is not there. He's not in any satellite office. He's not in London. He's not in Paris. He's not in L.A. 
He's got a, his picture up on and Joaquin just red and Anthony Hopkins. And I don't think people do like what the hell to do. They're like, oh, th- uh, so the show's done. Uh, OK, bye. <laughs> I don't know, man. Is it disrespectful? I definitely think very few people saw this coming, but this does kind of speak to the strength of Anthony Hopkins work in that movie. I would go so far as to say that it's second best to Hannibal Lecter. I I mean, I don't know. He's really, really good in it. And this is an older aging actor. And when someone can prove that they still have so much left in the tank, that's great. But I, it's a bittersweet win. I love that he won, but I, I was just so accepting. And I had come to a, a nice warm resolve that Chadwick Boseman, the late great Chadwick Boseman was going to win an Oscar. And it's weird that that did not happen it's beyond weird but i mean it also was a complete shock i mean you you and i leapt out of our chairs yeah just out of shock just out of shock but also yes of course like to the great work that anthony hopkins did in that movie so this was a true genuine shock based on the work chadwick boseman had done and based on the history of this award season moving the way it did for Anthony Hopkins to win the last award of the night is just truly a shock. I cannot wait to hear his reaction to it. Like I've heard him on a few podcasts promoting the father and I don't he's just he's a great affable man a lot you know Anthony Hopkins is great but I might have to venture a guess that he just didn't show up because he did not think he was going to win. I can't wait to see how he responds to this and kind of the culture at large. I can't, you know, we haven't even signed on to like Twitter yet to yeah, see how the no world's idea. responding. So yeah, I'm still, that's that's a crazy, crazy shock. Best Actress was um, a surprise to me, but at the same time, kind of not a surprise. You have Frances McDormand winning her third Best Actress Oscar, Fargo, Three Billboards, and now this. And that puts her in the ranks of one of the most awarded actors ever because, you know, Catherine Hepburn has four and... I did think they were going to spread the wealth a little bit here. I didn't think she would um, pull it out. I'm not mad at it. I thought her speech was nice and short and to the point. I think she seemed kind of like, oh, wow, I didn't know I was going to win this. But that just goes to show you, like, the people who vote for the Oscars love her. I loved her speech. Absolutely loved her speech. I was shocked with the win, to be honest. I thought uh, Viola Davis might have taken that. And when she won with that speech, I loved it. Yeah, it was great. It was great. Very... She seemed to be very aware of the moment and what was going on. Best Supporting Actor. I think a lot of people, you and I included, kind of predicted this. It doesn't take anything away from it. We have Daniel Kaluuya winning Best Supporting Actor. That is amazing. I loved his speech. I'm so glad he's an Oscar winner. It's just a great win. I love it. And I agree. I, I Daniel Kaluuya, what, I mean, what can you say? That performance, he's just so cool. He's so eloquent. He's so well spoken for himself and he's just got this class and style about him and i'm so happy he won because i think that's the right call and then best supporting actress this is i mean when um i, I think in the past month you know yu jong yoon for minari kind of swept in and started taking everything and i think by the time this telecast arrived that was almost a foregone conclusion and again i'm not mad at it she, it was a great speech it was it's just fun it's fun that she won I loved her speech. I thought she was so sweet. I thought she was so um, human and just so I loved that she loved Brad Pitt. And and I loved because you informed me that she's essentially the Meryl Streep of South Korea, of yeah, South Korea. Very, very popular there. Yeah. And to have that finally come our way, mm-hmm. because American audience, for the most part, the majority don't know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. 
But that puts things into perspective quite, doesn't it? I loved it. So the next award, we have Best Original Screenplay. I think that was the first. That went to Promising Young Woman. I kind of expected that. We were both like really hoping, you know, they they cut to uh, Derek C. in France there for Sound of Metal. And we were kind of hoping, ah, what if what if it happened? What if it happened? But next up, we have Best Adapted Screenplay. So this is what I would say the first big shock of the night and the last big shock of the night. Same film, The Father. I mean, this was Nomadland. I think everyone thought Nomadland was going to take this or maybe One Night in Miami, but I did not think The Father would win. It's the writer-director's first film. I loved this movie, so I, I just really liked this. Huge shock. I loved it because um, coming from theater, knowing Christopher Hampton, knowing who he is, and so I was thrilled. I was absolutely thrilled at that one. Next up, I, I was trying to keep track of my favorite speech, and I think that came from Thomas Vinterberg for winning International Feature Film for Another Round. That uh, The first time I saw that movie, I did not know the backstory of it, that you know his daughter, he had cast her in a, in a role in the schoolroom, and she died four days into shooting. She, you know, he referenced all this in his speech, and I cannot... Whew, I mean, can you imagine like con- pressing on and continuing to make the movie? I can't... It's very, very hard to fathom and although this kind of was the predicted winner for this category it was great for him to have his moment you know the thing that's that thomas vinterberg seemed to champion the most was the support that was given for him from his cast from his crew from his family to go on and make the work and it all makes that ending of that movie to me even more celebratory. Next up, animated feature, Soul. That I don't think that surprised anyone. It's, this is pretty typically a pretty easy category to predict. Documentary feature, we actually had some good contenders here. Um, I think Collective, Crip Camp, and Time are better documentaries than My Octopus Teacher. But My Octopus Teacher was, you know, it was a Netflix doc. It was really, really popular. It did not ask a lot of your audience. It was easy to watch. So, it, you know, it wins. <laughs> Best score, we were hoping for a Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross win. They had they were up twice. They had two nominations for Mank and Soul. Soul wins. Cool. They have two Oscars now. That's great. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Good yeah. for them. It swept everything. Original song, big surprise. I really thought the song from One Night in Miami would win, but then her takes it for a track from Judas and the Black Messiah. That was a that was just a great pool. I did not expect that at all. I didn't either. I, I don't I, I would have put money on on um, one night in Miami taking that award. But um, upon seeing hers performance um, on the pre-show of the Oscars and seeing her style and grace, I fell in love immediately yeah. with that song. Uh, and I would recognized it, of course, from the movie. But seeing the performance of it changed my whole entire outlook on that award and so when she won and her speech i was i was very very happy but i mean what a what a great category as we're talking about it she just popped up on the uh after show here she's giving an interview <laughs> cinematography another great surprise i thought nomadland was a foregone conclusion here but mank wins and that's ins- i mean that really deserved to win this award to me and i'm so glad that mank Walked away with a few Oscars, but I definitely did not expect this. I loved it, too, because I agree. And I think that everyone thought that Nomadland was going to take this. And and I was like, oh, wow, that's really cool. Of course, we would have loved if our 
main man Sean Bobbitt won for Judas and the Black Messiah, but his nomination was great. I still got to say that it was my favorite shot movie of the year. Um, when we talk about intentional cinematography, just coming from where we come from, I mean, Sean Bob is our guy. Next was costume design. I didn't really know where they were going to go with this. You called it correctly. You said Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, and it did win. And Roth. So, yeah, she wins another one. She's the queen. Yep. Best editing was another big surprise. This award was a little later in the show, but Chloe Zhao edited Nomadland herself. I, again, thought this was a foregone conclusion. I would have never guessed that The Sound of Metal would win this, and that is a great shock Great surprise. I'm here for it. My absolute favorite award of the night. Yeah. Sure to get the nomination, but surely not to win. Right. So when it won, we jumped up out of our seats and hugged because it was just a very, very real reaction to a recognition of the work and of the editing that was done with that movie. So, yeah, really, really cool. It kind of reminds me when they awarded Whiplash over... Uh, quote-unquote like more popular bigger movies bigger competition makeup and hairstyling ma rainey's black bottom again i i really thought this movie would have a bigger showing particularly in the acting department but it won a few awards that's great but i'm just i'm still surprised that that was relegated to technical categories production design another kind of fun win i didn't really know what was going to take this i thought the father might because most of that movie is confined to one space or one set but mank wins another one and i am just thrilled that mank won at least one oscar but you know it has two so that's cool the production design was great and i called that in our old episode where we talked about the predictions or our reactions to it because i thought of everything that mank did in terms of props in terms of the specificity of the era of the time period and when we were picking our picks for this because we do that because we're nerds um i just went with the father because i was like ah screw it you did too and then last second i go what did i pick for this and you were like the father i was like no mank 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 and then they literally announced the winner right then and there and you were like fuck you (laughs) (laughs) that was really funny i liked it sound another great one Riz Ahmed gave out the award. I, I definitely saw the Soderbergh influence on that because it just kind of tilted down to the envelope. Sound of Metal wins. It's awesome. The right choice, man. It's the right choice for that award, for that movie. Yeah. The, and then our last four, we'll probably burn through these pretty quickly. Visual effects, Tenant, surprising no one, well-deserved. Animated short, the only one I have seen, if anything happens, I love you, won. So that's cool. It's Live action short again, the only one I was able to see, one, Two Distant Strangers. That was, it's on Netflix. I would, I would be curious to hear people's thoughts on this. It seems like a very tricky movie. Interested to hear people's reactions to that. And then documentary short, Colette Wins, which I've sadly never seen or heard of, but those were the awards. That's what happened and a lot of fun surprises. And, you know, I'm always very, the biggest thing that pisses me off about the Oscars, the number one thing is that they put all this dumb shit in. And the only dumb shit I could really see in this one was, was this song nominated? Did it win or was it nothing? And you have like Glenn Close doing the butt. And at that point, there were only three awards left. And I'm like, move this on. But the Oscars traditionally do a lot of that stuff, like giving out candy bar, pizza. I, I don't know. So they cut that down. But what this is the first ceremony I have ever seen where they did not play winners off. They did not cut off their speeches. They let them go. It's their moment. Let them have it. So I just really appreciated that. And I love Tyler Perry's humanitarian awards. Great speech. speech. 
that was um, something that it, it was just resonated powerfully, and he is really trying to get that message across. And I thought that he did a very, very good job of representing that award. Yeah, he was kind of like the spokesperson for a lot of the bullshit that's going on in this country right now. And he, whether that was planned or not, or he assumed that of himself or not, he took it on very well and gave a really impassioned, great speech that'll probably be one of the more memorable ones of the night. And just to touch on quickly some other kind of fun things we caught, you said that when Harrison Ford was giving out the award that Chloe Zhao was like, oh my God, Harrison Ford just said my name. I really loved that. I loved Harrison Ford reading the shit notes about Blade Runner. It was so, it was great. It was great. It was great. I thought all the presenters did a really great job. I I mean, they're, I honest to God, like I did not think that there was a flaw to the ceremony outside of maybe like a little bit of that music part. Right. I was kind of like, this is going on a little bit too long maybe. But I mean, when you talk about the Oscars, usually most shows drag in ways that they shouldn't right and people get played off and speeches are not good i mean i gotta say this was a nine out of ten uh, in terms of an entertainment show i i really thought this ceremony was great me as well in that vein i wasn't keeping count or anything but i i mean this was close to three hours and i cannot remember an oscar show that came in under four i mean so I've said this forever that you don't all that extra stuff is like if we're here celebrating film, it's nice. But lately, these montages are like never ending. They don't have anything to do with anything. And we're going to the bathroom or walk. I, it just it takes me out of it in this from the way it was shot to using real cameras to playing with the order of the awards in which they're handed out. It kept you and I as diehard Oscar viewers on the edge of our seat. And I, I mean. Giving out Best Director an hour in was just a genius move because I never knew what they were going to present next. So, yeah, it was really engaging. I'm just thrilled that I wasn't expecting a lot of these nominations. I thought they were okay, and I really wasn't expecting a lot from this show as a show or from these winners. And I'm just I'm pleasantly surprised all around. Turned out much better than I thought. What a great night. Great night. Is that it? That's all I got. You know, we would love to hear what everyone thought of the show. Let us know on Twitter at W-A-Y-W underscore podcast. Because, I mean, what surprised you? Were you, did these surprises piss you off? Are you happy? Are you? But also, too, for all of you mad film buffs that do follow us on Twitter at W-A-Y-W underscore podcast, uh, we have just completed now what we've been running for about a month and a half of our running down the best picture nominees of the Oscars and asking with time now, what would you have voted for now? And seeing what movies stand the test of time. But now we have run that all the way until tonight. And so it has concluded now with Nomadland winning the 2020 Best Picture Oscar. And we are going to be looking for a new topic to cover. And it can be anything. So on top of telling us what you thought about this year's 2021 Oscars, we want to hear about what you want us to engage with on Twitter as well. So get to us. Please, please do. We're happy to engage. And in that vein, really quick, you know, that's it's a really fun exercise, especially if you have like 10 years distance to look back and go, you know, what should have won? What should have won the Oscar? So just looking at these winners, it'll be a lot of fun in 2031 to look back and go, you know, did these do these hold up? Was this all the right call? And you don't really know you need a little space on that. But 
as we're sitting here right now, some of the ones we thought would win did. A lot of the ones we didn't think would win did. It's really fun. And I'm sitting here pleased. And I'm not going to lie, I was kind of fully prepared to come onto this as a bit of a naysayer and maybe trash him a little bit like, oh, that was boring. It was so predictable. And this is one of the more unpredictable Oscar ceremonies I've seen. Thank you, Steven Soderbergh. Yeah, do it every year. We would love it. I know it must have been a hell of a challenge, but Steven Soderbergh, we love you. So that's it from us. Please, again, let us know what you thought of the show, of the winners. As always, thank you for listening and happy watching. Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening. You can watch my films and read my movie blog at alexwithrow.com. NicholasDostal.com is where you can find all of Nick's film work. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at whatareyouwatchingpodcast at gmail.com. And of course, you can find us on Twitter at W-A-Y-W underscore podcast. Next time, we're going to pay a quick tribute to the Arclight Cinemas in Hollywood, California. This place was a sanctuary for movie lovers, and it recently closed its doors. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.